0: decaying hulk sticking out of his uncle's old shed and dragged it home when their own son was a baby. Nineteen years. The car had not moved or turned over or gravitated to the local antique car parade in nineteen years. Addie reached over and picked up the wine bottle. She told herself that she would not now wait for her sister, that she would open the bottle immediately and drink it warm. Warm, like everything else in her life. Nothing hot, or cold, or spicy, but every damn thing seeming to sit right in the middle, as if waiting for something, someone, anything, to push it off to one side. Later, after that bottle was empty and her sister Helen, Hell, as she was aptly nicknamed, stole her away for a birthday dinner where Lucky managed to show up on time. After she was back home, Addie could not stop thinking about the damn garage, which, as a birthday gift to herself, she began calling the kingdom of crap. And the garage drove her crazy with wondering. Wondering what else might be stored behind ragged cardboard boxes And the assorted stacks of junk Lucky and his ridiculous friends scavenged from behind stores and each other's garbage piles. Wondering how a section of the house and her life had gotten so out of control. Wondering what would happen if Lucky spent half as much time with her as he did with his obsessive collecting and make believe restoration projects. Wondering why she was somehow content to sit and simply observe, as her marriage seemed to drift off to a place where she could barely see the outlines of what it used to be. Wondering what happened to the sensitive, romantic, often wild, and terribly lively man she had fallen in love with when he'd swept her off her feet and into his strong and stunningly passionate arms. Wondering if she was really prepared to spend the next thirty years, lurking at the edge of her garage and her life, if the family genes held up and she made it that far. And that's when she started wondering what it might feel like to drive the car right through the door. She imagined it first as an accident. Something that she did as she bent down to the back seat to grab the papers and books and piles of third-grade projects that she needed to examine for school the following day. Addie would close her eyes during recess duty or a staff meeting and see herself reaching backwards just as her foot slipped off the brake and hit the gas pedal while the car was in first gear. The car would lurch forward like a large stone that had been pried loose after much pushing. It would jump just as she turned to see the front end of the little Toyota crash, an inch below the handle, in the middle of the garage door. And then she would see the old Chevy buckle, the dishwashers spread as if Moses were driving the car, and coat hangers fly like thin birds who have just spotted a large dog at the side of the house. Sometimes this vision got her through a particularly tough day, one of those days when a sick third grader would vomit, first on himself, then on the girl in front of him, and then, on the way out the door, on Addie. A day when the principal would drag a mother into the room who didn't like a comment on a paper composed by one of Addie's students, a paper that was obviously written by the mother, who had forgotten that third graders do not usually know how to spell words that she herself had to look up in the dictionary. A day when Addie's son might call her from his college dorm room and whine about money, or the pressures of his measly part-time job, or the fact that his mother would not give him $500 to go on a spring break trip to Florida so he could drink cheap booze until his brain pickled. More times than she cared to remember, Addie had actually edged the car inch by inch up the driveway until she felt the front bumper touch the garage door. She'd put the car in neutral, And then imagine the whole scene all over again. Flying pieces of the wooden door, diving past her window.